you see out there? Uh, it's like it's not real. Where are you? We're stuck. Now you're far away from us outside. All of us. Just stay down! Civilization ends. It ends fast. Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast for the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And tonight we're doing Fear of the Walking Dead, in, uh, episode 102. Uh, it was titled So Close Yet So Far. Um, the director was Adam Davidson again. And who was the writer, bro? Uh, Marco Ramirez. Marco Ramirez. Uh, good job. Uh, before we get into any thoughts, we want to go ahead and do this now. Um, no African Americans were hurt in the production of this podcast this evening. Um, due to the nature of the show and the direction it's going, we thought that would be pertinent. But uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, hit me with those thoughts, bro. Disappointing. I got to be honest. What? <laughs> uh I thought this episode was extremely anticlimactic and kind of just meh. I was very meh on on the other end of the boat. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a step up from the first episode in my mind. I, uh, I get here. Here's my thoughts. I really enjoyed that. It's focusing more on the fall of humanity than it is about the rise of zombies or walkers. Um, and, I guess that's what I'm looking for, and they're giving that. And, and I enjoyed the pace. I enjoyed how it's you know dynamic. Um, there were some things I did not like. Don't get me wrong. The stereotypical Walking Dead. Let's separate everybody. You know that drives me bonkers. Um, the giving of information that the ninety percent of the viewer already knows, but they feel like they should still divulge that. You know. Uh, those things in the episode did bother me, but um, I liked it that they're really honing in more on the fall than they are the rise, and um, that's where I enjoyed it. I'm, here's my here's my main concern: is there's only six episodes. Six True. episodes. True. Okay, this episode did not, in my opinion, move the plot much further in any direction. Well, it was one day. You realize that it was all We're still on the same day, right? And I just don't feel like they have time for an episode like this where, like you say, they just separate them kind of silly and, you know, just throw them into the barbershop and then you have trip to the school and that side with, you know, the family. Uh you got Travis going to get his kid and the protest yeah, and I so just, on. Don't, don't get me wrong. There are some things that they needed to tweak and different things, but I'm, I'm be honest with you, I'm kind of happy they're not moving fast, especially not as fast as Walking Dead is. You know, we need that because if they really are going to do 15 episodes next year, it doesn't need to make it to The Walking Dead, or if it does, it needs to be towards the end of that. And so their pace is more about day by day, in which I think it almost has to be so that it doesn't cross over or get into that thing where we have Walking Dead West. Right. And I think we talked about this before the season started, or maybe during episode one. It's 
how much time is season one going to cover? Like, is it, like in the way it's going now, one day has lasted two episodes. Correct. So we'll say three days, possibly for the uh, six. I, th- I think we're going to get, we might pick it up a little bit. But yeah, like we predicted, I don't think we're going to get more than a week or two in total of this whole thing. Because it really seems like they're going at minute by minute, hour by hour, instead of, you know, day by day. Right. I don't know. I just kind of had a little issue with the pace. And there's a few other things we'll get into that are starting to kind of grind my gears a little bit. I got you. Well, I'll tell you, I'll start with my gripes first this time. Of course, you know, I, I put my joke out there about there are no African-Americans hurt. But wake up, AMC, and wake up, Walking Dead crew. You killed every African-American character already. I mean, I was just, I mean, this was brought up before the season started, and this was asked by, um, you know, Dave Erickson and all these things, and he says equal opportunity, but we've got the drug dealer, the boyfriend, the principal. I mean, these are three characters that have been introduced and are already gone, and nobody else. I mean, what are the odds? In a way, I almost feel like it's trolling us. Like, it wants us to, you know, the kind of any press, bad press is good press, you know, type of deal. Uh, I mean, it has to be trolling. They are well aware you know, you, 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 of the you stigma. say that is because the other things that bother me about the episode, the little things, is that how about the protest? Was that not more current event than what it would have been 2010 in my mind? I, I would mean, have said so because I thought the same thing. Like, I thought, oh, this is hitting on too many current events and too much uh don't click don't take the stuff. video off you know there was an unarmed man killed by yeah. cops you know and it's a it's a, bl- a black person on the ground shot you know what i mean yeah it's yeah. just i mean that is so current and so and i just i just feel like they're hitting on a lot of sensitive nerves in my mind i just don't understand why going down that alley uh i don't really either and LA is already kind of a has a past, you know, with the riots and stuff, with the police brutality and things of that nature. So you can see where the the people would be volatile. Not just what's in the news, but you think LA's past as soon as police put somebody down and somebody thinks it's wrongful and there's somebody unarmed. I mean that's immediately gonna come to mind and people are gonna overreact. Immediately. Exactly. You know, I'm just that those were the things that hurt the episode most for me. I choose not to think about it as the current events we're dealing with right now, with like Black Lives Matter and police, you know, brutality and killing people that are unarmed. I'm I'm trying to think of it more of a reaction to the old the older past, like the right. L.A. riots and you know the Rodney King beating and all that. Type right, of I, stuff. I get you, it, it, but it, I don't know. It just seemed very particular you know keep the camera on he ain't do nothing right and there's somebody you know that makes a comment he was unarmed he's shot to death by the police you know i mean the guy getting on the bus and saying hey they just killed a homeless guy for no reason unarmed yeah so i think those kind of statements speak the most volume and so that 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 was a disappointing part of me i don't i don't see that being necessary some people say well that's how you relate it to this so you understand but i think it's unnecessary I think a lot of it's just trying to show how different people and different situations are going to react to the, you know, pandemonium around them. Correct. But if you also look at it this way, you know, if we didn't have the Black Lives Matter situation going on right now, 
we wouldn't be discussing this problem because we would just be talking about how a homeless person got shot. But we'd be in the show thoughts of, yeah, the guy thought it was a zombie and he put it down, you know, and that's hysteria has been created because of the incidences that happened in the last day or two. So, you know, that would make more sense. It's just, like I said, it's unfortunate circumstance, but let's get into the show. Um, you know, of course, we're still talking about this, but the show opens up kind of you see Artie walking through the principal, um, you know, the principal walking around the walkie-talkie, and it really kind of cool shots, and the music going on was neat. Um, and then, of course, here's one thing I enjoyed, and then this is one of those little nitpicky things that actually did really well. You know, it sh- immediately see Travis and all up in the truck, you know, swerving back into traffic and taking off. And you notice the blood stain was still on the truck. You know, how many times we watched a movie and uh, the next episode or the next scene, the truck's clean, you know, when it was clearly a giant blood spot on it. And then even later on, it shows them go out there and clean it off the truck. I thought this was amazing detail. I think this was, you know, well thought out. You know, things you don't typically see and then the novice viewer wouldn't even notice or think of. But those are details that get left out so much, and I appreciated that. Okay. I totally agree with you. I like the fact that they were going in reverse when they whipped out into traffic because they had to back back down the tunnel. Good stuff. I like the blood stain. And when you say things like, well thought out, this is some of the things that, like I said, was grinding my gears about this. And it probably... I probably had the same issues in Walking Dead too. Shambling zombies. I, I just can't see how anyone gets bit. <laughs> if a subway derails and kills 300 people and then they all turn, then yeah, I could see a concern. How the hell did Matt get bit? I'm talking about a young, athletic... athletic high school kid he's bit in the front on the upper chest i know and the, and they don't give you nothing with it and they don't give you the circumstance heck he's not even allowed to talk you know realize that whole scene they're in there with him in the bed well first of all she comes in there and finds him and you think this cat's a zombie or he's eating his daddy or something okay instead. i put that on here cold you open know, not as good should have shown matt yeah suffering or in bad shape suffering or, or how about Eating the face off his dad or something. Exactly. You know, uh, make it really crazy. Instead, he's in the bed, covered up with 40 blankets if he's having a fever, which is interesting. And then... No, you have a fever. You think you're cold. Remember? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just... He's not even allowed to talk. I mean, the entire dialogue is Travis, Alicia, Madison. Back to Travis. Back to... You know, and he's like... The only thing he ever says at the end is, I love you. You gotta go. Yeah. I mean, go. not... Yeah. I was I was in the supermarket and this guy just came up on me and bit me or there was no story there was no opportunity to nothing and this is a waste man this guy was a great on the wire he was a great child actor and so on and he's there for maybe maybe five and a half minutes of screen time if that out of two episodes okay so now you understand where I'm having my problems so many things are well thought out on the show but Matt. And Artie, Artie's walking around the high school. Say a zombie does come in. What does he have? 200 yards of a hallway to be like, oh shit, let me run, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or get close enough and be like, oh man, this this is not good. I'm going to head you're, out. If you're in that school by yourself, how do you get bit in the back? His wound was on the back. It doesn't matter. He's wearing a full suit. First off, it's going to be difficult to bite through the suit. 
I'm with you. Uh, I mean, and then where is this zombie? Do you realize all these people who are bit, you never see the attacker, the perpetrator, the the zombie, the walker, whatever. Where are they? I mean, and what do you call it? We found Artie because the alarms were going off with the metal detectors and so on, which, by the way, did add some really cool sensation to them running and holy crap and so on. The scenes in the school were really well shot. Even just like at the beginning, we talked about Artie just walking around an empty school. Really cool, really eerie feeling. And, yeah, it really set the tone. And we've been in a school. We've painted some murals when there's not a soul in there but us. And you hear everything. It's creepy. It is. It's creepy. Uh, um, so that was really well done. I'm just like, I don't believe a shambling zombie. I, I swear a toddler could take one out. I mean, or at least then, get away. Then and then the other thing, and I know I'm we're, we're eating this apart here, but like. Madison has experience seeing one attack her, right? And so on. She has, has an MO. She sees Artie come around this door. You can tell Artie's not Artie anymore. No. And yet white. she still walks towards him, lets them get within arm length, and then attack her. And I was kind of like, really? And my wife's right there was like, like what is that dumb bee doing? You know? And I'm like, I, I mean, I, I was just in disbelief. Okay. But here, but here's one thing. As soon as that, and then the next second, I was pumping my fist because you know what? They finally showed that they've never shown in The Walking Dead. It showed Tobias come over with his blade and go and stab him in the head, and it didn't penetrate the skull because he is a fresh zombie, and you wouldn't have penetrated that skull. The bottom line is, even if he was an old, nasty zombie, you still wouldn't have penetrated that skull as well as they do in the original show, you know? This was thank you. That I was I was looking at my wife saying thank you. Finally, a realistic version stabs him twice and it does nothing because it wouldn't have done nothing, and it showed that. And then in, of course, the next second, Madison leaves him and leaves him to tumble down the stairs, and he's he's fighting with him for I swear thirty seconds before Madison finally gets there and beats him to death with an extinguisher. You know, there was just like awesome moment. Dang. Awesome morning. Dang. <laughs> but there you go. Once again, excellently well thought out. Didn't screw it up. It's a fresh zombie. Skull's still good. The knife would be difficult to stab Very. Him. So, good job. But in the same thing, I'm like, <laughs> you really missed an opportunity of showing some, like, how did Nicotero not be like, oh, Yes fire extinguisher head smashing yeah like they didn't show it no they sure didn't they didn't show anything and i I don't know you know people could say you know all right here's the argument well you saw tobias go and push against the doors they were locked in this area and so on but she walked towards Artie, and they were past the stairs i mean if they had stairs go down the stairs go away run get away from him you know i I don't don't know i didn't see it just, Do zombies have grip strength? I'm not going to get into the... Are we going to get into what a zombie or a walker can do? Because next show we'll have ones that can hang from a rafter and drop. I mean, come on. I'm just... I, man, this play really loose. I'm just going to say. That's, that's the joy of the gray area of a walker. Okay, but this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm having a hard time believing right now how this outbreak happens with these just 
single case here, single case here. Right. Well, I mean... Now, like we've said, you know, whatever, 100,000 people died every day. You know, I mean, there are circumstances everywhere. The bottom line is is that, you know, nowadays, and your numbers are going to multiply so much faster because people are going to think it's Armageddon. You like the original show, they start doing suicide. They starve to death, start killing each other because they think they can't go to the grocery store anymore, and they all turn. I mean, it, the number is going to climb so fast before you can blink and you're outnumbered. And that's... And that's the way it's supposed to go, and that's and that's really, I'm I'm with you, but you of course you have to put your mind into the world of they don't know what a walker is, they don't know what a zombie is, they don't know any of these things, and so you never want to believe that a person is really trying to bite you, kill you, until they're right up on you, and maybe you're not prepared. And like you said, I mean, he is Artie's a big guy, and Madison's a female, and she yeah she was able to ward him off with the help of Tobias, but if she was by herself, he probably takes her. And how many, I mean, it's just like later on they're in the neighborhood, the, the male neighbor comes over and attacks the woman, you know, and gets the best of her. And, you know, she escapes. We don't know if she got unscathed or whatever, but those scenarios are there. You know, you, you, somebody's sick in the bed and their eyes are closed and you're right there beside them and you fall asleep. And before you know it, you wake up and they're, they're, they're eating your face. I mean, there's just, there's a hundred different ways it could go I, down and we could go through all those, but uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's difficult, but the show is definitely not going to give you that kind of clarity. Right. But I guess I just don't want them to miss certain opportunities. Like, I feel like Nicotero not fighting to get that fire extinguisher scene and already, I mean, at least give him a cool death since he's yeah. already you dead. To, I think they left it out because you're so used to seeing The Walking Dead, the skull just pop like a balloon and blood and guts go everywhere and that, which exactly. is awesome. But, you know, in this situation, he's fresh. You would just see his face get marred and disfigured and crushed, and that would be awesome. But that's what I'm saying. I can't imagine that he would turn down that opportunity to to make six, you know, fake heads to get worse and worse every time she hits with the fire. Oh yeah. You know, I want to see some more originality. Like I really enjoyed the first episode, but like I said, there were some things in it, like. Why didn't Gloria eat Nick immediately? Because all they had to do was make one sentence in there that said, you know, that they separated, that they didn't sleep together when they got cooked. Or something, or it gives you a clearer pattern of what happened. Right. There's no clear pattern of what happened to Artie. Why was the mic still on on that one classroom? So are they trying to say that he was sitting in that chair listening to an empty school? Yeah. And got bit in the back? That doesn't make a lot of sense either. I mean, it was stupid. I just, I was like, Give us a bridge we can cross. Exactly. You know, I want to see, I, I hope, I, I know I just joked about it, but like a bus crash that kills 30 people. Then you have a crowd of zombies that will come out. Or like I said, a train. What if a train derails? It's yeah. got to be something, it can't be a plane crash because that's going to blow into flames yeah. and everything will die on it. But if you find some way to make a mass death and have a large group come, that makes it more conceivable to me. Yeah, well, it also creates an element that is really, really fun to watch. And we're going to talk about the protest and the guy that was dead on the ground and the the, the sheet lifts up and it's a it's a homeless guy and his eyes shot out, mm-hmm. right? And that's the way he died. And then you get a greater opportunity with a shambling zombie girl and what do they do? Oh, we'll shoot her eye out. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, man. Do something different. Yeah, shake it up. Five minutes apart, you do the exact same kill shot. I'm like, boo. <laughs> you know, and that's what dragged this episode down for me. It's not like it's bad TV. It's not. Right. I guess... Yeah, I, you make excellent points, and and I, I agree with you. And you are kind of spicing my you know my opinion of the episode. I just really focused more on. I'm really trying to go into the show with mindset of enjoy the characters, enjoy what they're showing, enjoy how people are reacting to what they're seeing from their point of view, and I'm digging that. And I think that's the reason I'm enjoying the show as much as I am. If we went for pure, okay, zombies, walkers, however you want to call it, and how they're relating to things and going like that, yes, they are definitely missing. There's some big gaps. And um, I think they just don't really care or how it's edited. I think they're gearing more towards what I'm enjoying out of it instead of really satisfying you know, the chops of your true Walking Dead fan and what they're expecting to see. You know, and I think I think you're right. I think that's one thing that hurts it. You know, and moving, let's move towards characters. I mean, you can look at a lot of things. We got more with Chris. You know, Travis's son this time, and golly, is he a annoying piece of you know crap that I do was like let I'm him still, stay at the right. You know, yeah, I'm still 100 percent not a fan of what no, he's doing. Uh, it just. I think you're not supposed to like him because he's, you know, he's pushing his dad's calls. He's the way he's talking to him and, you know, he's holding the camera up. He was involved in everything that I just really didn't care for, but it wasn't because it was poor writing or anything. It's just, I just don't think you're supposed to like the character right now. But I do think there was some poor writing. What guy runs onto a bus and says, Hey, these cops just shot this homeless guy. I just don't, I didn't feel like that was realistic. I'm like, why? Why go run on there and tell them? How about, Somebody lean out the bus going, what are y'all doing? Oh, they shot somebody down here. Boom. Now we have a very scenario simple. that's very realistic. Oh, wait a minute. We're curious what's going on out here. Or believable. Or yeah. that be your stop. And you get off and there's a crowd of people moving in one direction screaming. Or or just you know protesting. I'm like, okay. Makes total sense. Not some guy randomly running on the bus. This is what I'm saying. I just feel like they're missing opportunities to get it right. Okay. I'm with you there. I don't have a problem with the direction they're going. I'm enjoying the characters for the most part. And I'm enjoying the pace at which they're rolling and, you know, what it looks like how they're going to, like you're saying, like they're going to kind of focus a little more on the collapse. But man, they're missing. Just like I said, just one little simple element that can fix each thing. You say that. You know, and the funny thing is, like I said earlier, is that you're missing something, a simple point that makes it more realistic, and then they do something that is not typical to make it that much extra point for another scene to make it great. Absolutely. You know, good example. I mean, they go, they pull up to the neighborhood, and the woman across the road is doing her birthday party for a nine-year-old, and she has a bounce house for three to five year olds out in the front yard yeah that might have fit five kids in it exactly and i was looking at my wife was like would you rent that bounce house for our son who's seven and they're like no you know <laughs> and he's seven and so i'm like mm, minor detail yeah it looks good you get the idea that's a detail that's that's very critical that's very nitpicky but i noticed it 
But then you notice the little details of Travis driving by and you see a police officer putting water in the back of the car or her sitting in the car and you see the kids go by with the mask and they throw those little extra details to show you people reacting their own ways and how they're predicting what's going on and this brings me to a feedback we got a guy on facebook um eric baker he talked about um he gave us some great stuff after we recorded last week um about you know that the powers that be know what's going on or not informing and people in certain positions are aware and they're just not communicating and things are like for example like the hospital you know like what you talked about they took the body downstairs maybe they already know what's going on and then they said somebody else got attacked this police officer is already packing up a bunch of water he knows something's not right and you know just little details like that and, you know it makes you believe that hey you know, and then this episode kind of confirms they know there's an epidemic, but they're not they're not pressing it. You know, and I thought that was great insight. Um, and then there was a little funny part right in the beginning of the show that where he's on the radio and they're talking about this is apocalyptic. What's the world going to come to? And da 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 da. And if they don't have this quarterback this year, and I was like, oh, that <laughs> I was love so that. good. I yes, that was fantastic. that's one of those minor details that was awesome and you know i was like yes that's how you start to show off there's blood on the truck they do this little pun on the radio and um, delaney's reaction to it was spot on yeah i was like yes this is great stuff you know i loved loved the cop filling the back of his car up with water yes and he had just had that knowing look in his eye you know like looking at you like don't judge me. I know what's coming. Instead of doing my job, I'm going to take care of myself here. Yeah. You know, and I got news for you. If you're a prepper or you know, a police officer, yeah, you have an oath. You have a duth and so on. But, you know, if he has wife and kids at home and you're seeing what you're seeing outside, it's got to be hard to say. Well, I'm sorry. It's not, probably, it's not hard to probably say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get prepared and I'm getting my kids and family out of here. I'm going to do something and go down that road. And I can't blame him. I'm, I'm right there with him. And, um, but like I said, in Madison later, you see the people come by and they have the mask, they have the, you know, cool drawings on them, make it look like teeth and stuff. And, you know, I, I listen to a podcast or an Instacast or two, and most people are hating on these scenes, like the cop of the water and uh, the mask. Oh, I liked like it. And they were like, this is just another example of them showing you stuff that we already know and it's a waste of screen time. I'm like, no. This no, is things you need yeah. to see that people, this is how they react and how they go. And I don't think it's too much. Now, they, you know, Tobias spelling everything out from point A to Z, you know, going into the cafeteria and showing the food rations and what to do. And this is what happens first. They start going to the pharmacies and then the infrastructure fails and then power goes. They did kind of give a hey, welcome to the Walking Dead history, you know, of what happened uh, in, a, in a verbal monologue. But maybe a little much but be honest with you i think you need to hear some of the things i think it was just overloaded in one second spoon fed exactly Jesus. yes give the audience a little credit for how smart they are and let them figure out things right so let me let me just ask you some questions um a couple other things that bothered me tobias showing up at the school at the same time madison's there how coincidence how to get in first off how to get in well I'll give that to Madison unlocking the door and him coming in after. But mega coincidence that they showed up at the same time. Convenient. Okay. What was up with the school drug cabinet room? 
with the chalk outline of a dead person on the floor. Uh, believe it or not, you know, having an educational background and so on, that is a resource officer's room, and you can you can use that towards um, teaching about. Is that like a scared straight? No, it's like um, you know. You have Votech classes and different things where you can teach people skills and trades if you want to go into certain things. And that room is just an educational room to show you drugs, you know, what a, what a crime scene would look like, different things. And so you could say that. It could be a situation where, like, this could be you on the floor if you do drugs, you know, which, you know, a lot of people don't realize that there is no such thing as a chalk line. That is completely Hollywood. No one in real life has ever drawn chalk lines around bodies and so on. That's something from so long ago. So anyway, uh, I think it's just something to add character to the room, that it's a police room or a resource room, whatever you want to call it. I, I didn't mind it. I, you know, I got a giggle out of it when I walked okay, in there. But the thing is, is, I swear she removes caution tape going no, into the room. I don't think so. Yeah. How about the check out? It looked like a crime scene. How about, how, how about the crowbar? You know, bending the door and then it shows her putting the crowbar down and putting her back to the room. You know, I mean, like, uh, how much of this setup we got to do? Yeah, I mean, it's just. Keep the crowbar, first off. <laughs> I know. And bash hey, but, Artie's hey, head in with hey, it. Hey, but here, another detail I appreciated was is that she went to crowbar the door, and it didn't just fling wide open like oh, the bent. old credit card trick, you know, yeah. or something like that. She actually had to bend the corner and stick her arm in there. How many times have you ever seen that? Never. Great detail. Great, great job by whoever wrote that part in there and made it go through. Awesome. But then Tobias walks in, all convenient. So, I mean, like you said, one great thing to, dang, you know. Yeah, I just, once again, just give me one little thing that makes that seem more plausible. Right. But the positive outweighed the negative to me, so that's why I enjoyed it. And we didn't hear the alarm go off when he walked through. No. Well, he's learned his lesson. You know, he don't carry the metal stuff anymore. All right. One more question. Did Travis... When he he did finally get his son Chris and his wife his ex wife, I felt that they kind of gave up on getting to the truck a little fast. Um, I agree that there was some stuff going on outside, but I mean, he couldn't have been that far from his truck. Why? There was a wall of riot gear police coming their way. Go towards them. I just didn't see that being threatening to me. I, to me, that's where I might want to be more around them and saying, hey, I'm trying to get out of here. I'm not a part of the mob, you know. I don't know. I didn't get that part. I don't, I don't know. But I will say that I enjoyed the realism of people running and freaking out and so on. It looked authentic, and I appreciated that. Um, it didn't have just, you know, quick little flashes and everybody running away that enemy. So it was actually from here, there, show on. It was a good long segmented scene and them running through things and getting, I thought that part was really well done. I don't understand. Yeah. I thought giving up on the truck was a little much, um, but that bother didn't bother me. You know, for all you, you don't know, you know, you see them rioting. I thought it was crazy that the rioting, uh, riot police were in form in line nation. I mean, in line nation, listen to me in, in formation in that line and elbow to elbow and coming like they were. I thought that was kind of like a little, once again, I think they're playing on current events a little bit. Yeah. It, it just, it seemed a little 
too organized of a riot team coming in. I don't know. I, I just got that vibe, but it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me at all. Well, there's a couple things there. You're going to see three hazmat people get out of the back of a truck. You're going to see what I thought was the best reason for everybody to freak out was, was the female cop shooting the the female walker. Yeah, right in front of everybody. That would make a crowd freak and run. Exactly. And that made total sense. Well, it goes back to but what the Eric crowd, told us. You the know, crowd that, didn't freak and run and like seek safety. The crowd freaked and started bashing windows and like hiding, yeah. smashing cars. Because they don't believe it's the zombies or walkers. They just thought they shot homeless people or these creeps on the street. And so that's rioting for that. Their perception is not that that was somebody ill or sick or something. Like you said, majority of people still don't realize that walkers have emerged and are attacking. Nobody believes that. And it's just like Nick, which this surprised me, but it's okay. There aren't, you're not seeing news reports of sick people attacking and biting people. You're not seeing somebody who goes, this person died and came back to life. You don't have a reporter in some small town going, what happened to your brother? He came right back. He was dead as a doornail. Or, you know, there's no, we're not getting those reports to inform people that the sickness is out there and these people come violent and attack you and you can die from their wounds. There's no information. All you have is the general public seeing Helpless people get shot to pieces by the cops. And it's just, that's what you're that's what they're running on. And so that's what we're getting our rioting with, you know. Uh, well, Which is plausible, you know. Yeah, no, like I said, I feel like I'm nitpicking this to death. But, because really, I'm not upset with the way it's going. I'm enjoying it. I'm thoroughly yes, enjoying it. Yes, I am, very much. But this episode was mad to me because, like I said, the stuff I've, I've pointed out have... have it's like you start at 100% and then, you know, something happens and it's like, all right, that dropped me to 95%. And right. then another little you. thing, 90%. But there was a really, a really a lot of this episode that was really, really good. I mean, I really enjoyed Alicia and Nick when he was at the house detoxing. You know, I've watched some of those episodes, you know, um, I forget what they're called on A&E. Uh, intervention, intervention and different things and, and I've seen some other my uh, strange documentaries um, yeah don't get me started on that I eat uh, sheet rock uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh the woman drinking her own piss I'm like Ugh! you know anyway anyway brushing her teeth with it by the way just absolutely disturbing delicious or the guy who loves his car and yeah I'm not going there loves anyway. his car <laughs> yeah tailpipe um, but the detox scene I know from watching you know some medical shows and, and, and some A&E stuff you know that looked real authentic I was really really impressed you know and like when she gave him pills he was grinding it up to make it you know act faster and different like that those are a lot of little details that showed that it was well thought out it was really good and then him going into a seizure and spitting up and she coming back there authentic well done well acted really appreciated it didn't care to watch it a whole lot don't get me wrong but they went to it was factual it looked good it's what it's how an addict would act or have you know repercussions from a detox um i think i appreciated that and that whole little scenario she was getting ready to leave and him getting sick and her coming back that was a heck of a lot better than him just begging or telling him to call mom or doing whatever it actually got her back to the house without a, a stereotypical of way to get her back you know um well first off I didn't, I didn't like her leaving in the first place i didn't understand why 
I just at at this point I was like, no, don't leave. Don't. That's a trope. You know. Yeah. Well, the whole idea of them separating and going different places all the time always makes me angry because. Like I said in the first episode, you know, Walking Dead style is let's separate characters so we can only, you know, we only spend screen time with a few of them for majority of the episode. And so we're not paying everybody else for their screen time or whatever, you know, and that just, that fires me up. Well, at least they're not doing that in this series so far. I mean, everybody gets a lot of screen time. That's pretty equal. I mean, there's no doubt. And Chris gets more this time. Liza gets into more. And we finally we meet Reuben Blades and his family, which was I thought was great. Um, there, you know, there was a really, really, really good stuff. I mean, you know, like I said before, her dropping Tobias off and him saying I'll be fine. I know there was a lot of spoon fitting there, but. I'm a, I miss Tobias now. They created a good character. I know he was convenient, but um, he was the first one that had good information. He, you know, he was he was integral to her understanding what was going on. I hate to see him gone. I don't understand why he went back by himself. Why he wouldn't go with her? Uh, you know, but you know, I think he thinks you know he's this is the guy who says safer in numbers and he leaves by himself. Yeah, I didn't understand that, but it didn't bother me either. Um, I think they created a good character there, so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed what he Do brought to that. Do you think we'll see Tobias any more this season? I didn't think so after last episode. And, you know, now, very possible. You know, I think eventually they get they might get back to their house at one time and maybe they run into him again, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe we don't see him till next season. Like on That's a random true. encounter. That, that, that is very, very true. You, you, you just never know. Um, but... The, but like when he gets to the barbershop, you know, Travis and them, they get there and they get inside. All of that was good. The sound effects outside, the flashes, the how things were going, how these people would interact, not knowing each other. All of it felt authentic. All of it felt real. Um, you Does know, it them, bother you how attractive the barber's daughter is? I mean, is there an ugly person? Minus, sorry to the actor Tobias, you know, not Mr. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's definitely not on his uh, you mean the commercial. proactive commercial. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you look at every other character. I mean, realistically, you know, they're all attractive people in some facet. Um, I mean, come on. His ex-wife's pretty. The kid is, uh, you know, the kids are all good-looking guys and girls. I mean, Alicia is very pretty. I mean, Kim Dickens and, you know, Travis, I mean, a little bit older, but, you know, their they're names, you know, of course, they're going to be in there. Yeah. I mean, Reuben Blades is a name. I mean, even his wife at an older age as a prettier woman and her daughter's gorgeous. I mean, that's typical, you know. I guess so. But it got, like I said, every time, it's one of the main reasons I can't watch network television. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Trust me. We watched the season finale for um, Falling Skies this week. It was the, I'm sorry, the series finale. And believe it or not, I've watched all five seasons. I enjoyed most of it, but the last two seasons, network TV exposed itself for what it is. It's just... It's unfortunate. I enjoyed the characters. The acting and the dialogue was horrible. But um, I, you know, I got buddies that keep trying to tell me to watch Arrow, but I've seen the you know commercials and stuff for it. And from what I understand, it's a really good show, and it's only gotten better. 
But everybody on there is like a a model. Supermodel? Yeah. Yeah. It's and ridiculous. Out, you know, where is my beer gut? It's what <laughs> I want to... Give me a superhero I who's don't got a little feel, flabby patty. Okay? I don't feel represented <laughs> in this. I think it's... Hey, I have a six-pack. It's just covered in ice. Yeah. I look at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I mean... Uh, I, I feel what you're saying. You know, I, I appreciate True Detective because we have ugly people all around it. You know, I, I, give me HBO. You know, you watch Game of Thrones, another show we do, and these things. You know, you're gonna get some ugly folks. You're walking get some Dead good dynamics. You know, you're gonna the get all Walking this. Dead has plenty of ugly folks on it. Yeah, well, normal people. It, yeah, I mean, there right. are some. There's some Maggies in the world and stuff like that. But yeah, but I, for the most part, it looks like people you could run into on the street. Exactly. Very common folks. I just, I'm not, it's not pushing me over the edge or anything like that. I just, every once in a while that takes me out of it. That this random barber has a tin for a daughter and, you know, and she's super nice. And Well, a lot of people think Alicia is a 9 or a 10, you know. (sighs) I think Alicia's personality is just well, poo-poo's her. judge on looks alone, book by its cover, okay? No, no. All right. Well, I'm burning that book. (sighs) Yeah. But, you know, I still say the episode was good for what it was trying to accomplish. The, you know, it said Madison's comes back home. It's dark out. You see the neighbor. Did you have a problem with the neighbor next door and the, the slow-mo cough if he's stuffing his trunk with everything? You know, did you have a problem with that? So no. There was a I lot like, of hate out there for it. I, like I said, I don't mind those little moments where it, that's the part to me that's more realistic. Except I don't know why he's sick. I don't know why did somebody bite him. It's just like rolling an old man into the hospital. You know, it's like okay, if he croaks, we got a problem. You know, and Nick's tied up beside. Him. Now your neighbor's over there loading stuff up, and he's there. <coughs> you know, right? There's and a reason they put it in slow mo. There's a reason. Is that the guy who attacks the female neighbor later on? Yes. Okay. They, so th- you know they set that up. They put that there for you. Is it too much? It didn't bother me. I think it just gave more to Madison and Travis realize we got to get out of Dodge and we got to get out of way, away from the city, like they say. And so I think it just adds more to it. It gives it more credibility, you know, and an understanding like we got to get going. We got to get moving. Okay. I'll just say that my, my leeway is completely spent on Madison and Travis. Okay. I can't see any more Billy. Billy, is that you? You know, like as he walks towards you, uh, uh, you know, and like, Billy, we're going to get you some help. I don't want to hear any of that crap anymore. They are aware of what they're dealing with now. She showed it by not letting Alicia go out there and help the neighbors when they're getting attacked. Like, they know now. She yeah. had to beat Artie to death with a fire extinguisher. She is aware of what's going on. So I will refuse to listen or see any thing where Madison and Travis and Nick don't treat any shambling human being with utmost terror right, and well, violence. What needs to happen now to continue credibility for the show? Like you're saying, next time you see anybody who has a, oh, there better be on the offensive, defensive, or leaving the scene. You know what I mean? At this point, I want to see them either run or they need to have on purpose, on person, a kind of long-ranged weapon. 
okay. of some kind. Some kind a of bat, defensive weapon, yes. A golf club, whatever. Something where they know, hey, we can't let them get close to us. Right. So if if that's all it is, they end up in the truck together or the car together, it's like grab a bat on the way out the door or whatever. Yeah. Just so I know that that they know these these are violent right. people. Right. I keep going back to Eric. Eric brought up another thing that something needs to happen. Um, and I agree 100% with him. And one of his feedback was is that we need to see the public becoming informed. Does that make sense? We, we've gone through two days. Yeah, we have riots and we have that. But we need to see a news report or a radio report or something other than a viral video of some people getting attacked of somebody saying there's a problem. This is what's happening. It could be general. It could be we don't know. But something that's reporting to the masses. If school is out because of an incident that happened on a highway and things that may be do you really have a birthday party in the middle of the day when school's out because of a possible threat or epidemic or something? I don't know. That was something that kind of struck me. As- okay, so I'm confused on that, too. I'm confused on whether or not that's a another day. Like, is this Saturday and Friday was the half day and this is another day that we just missed the nighttime? I don't know. It just... If you're missing school because there's such bad problems out and it's caused us such a big scare, I, I just don't, I just don't see that. I don't know. I'm, I, I might be completely off base. Like I said, we all we know it's another day, and like I said, and like we've said, everybody's ignorant. And for all you know, oh, that's just L.A. another shooting. You know what I mean? Somebody's high on PCP and they shot him to pieces and probably shot him in the head. The only I thing, don't know. The only thing I think about with coming up with the news coverage is. If it turns into, which it already has, looks like, into a riot situation, the news is going to be focused on rioting. You know, they're not going to focus well, on... Yeah, still, like, Tobias says reports from five days. If he has that information now, before the riot or any of that kind of stuff, we should have something coming up the next day. The next episode, something that's going because even like previews that they show soldiers arriving and taking over and doing that, the news has to become apparent. Screw the news. Young people don't get news from the news. Yeah, I know. They get it from Twitter, the internet, social, Facebook, media. social medias. The young people all over LA should already be aware. That something's going on. But like you said, if communication fails and infrastructure fails, nobody knows what to believe, you know, you could get bypassed. It's possible. Why are phones and power already going out? You know, that is a question that was brought up that was on a lot of feedback and a lot of, um, you know, blogs and talks about and stuff. You know, I don't have a great answer. You know, there were some people on there that said, you know, that there are people who work a daily basis who regulate electricity and check things like stuff. And just like cell phones and everything else, you know, there are people that are required to maintain those systems. And if they're not there and things fall, there's nothing to get them back going or regulate or something like that. And so if people are having problems and decide to leave their job to go check on family because there is a scare or an epidemic, then yeah, they can say, I just don't see it happening already in if people one day. aren't informed. One day. If people aren't informed there's an epidemic or a problem, you can't tell me that the riots in the city are causing power outages everywhere else. No, if anything, the power company would be freaking out because, like, man, we're going to have a bunch of down power lines and 
Right. You know, so garbage going on. That that is a concern. Yeah, the power trips. It comes on and off. That was mentioned in the episode. That, and that is a detail. It didn't bother me. But when the, if the powers go out, out like it's gone or so on. Well, does that mean a, a guy got into the power plant and flicked a switch off or a uh, somebody got bit and the power plant and everybody in there has ran out? You know, it's very coincidental. You know, I don't I don't know. I'm just saying if the power shuts off, cell phone batteries are going to run out in about two days. Hey, man, this is L.A., baby. They got solar power. What's wrong with you? Oh, okay. <laughs> a few people will have power. A few. This with car generators. Chargers. And car the- chargers, man. Okay, I'll give it a week, and then it'll be dead. Okay. Well, we're into day two. Yeah. Okay. I'm just. There's I'm just a saying. Lot of detail I thought it was a little early. Out of a sixty minute show. I'm sorry, forty something minute show. I thought it was a little early to be flickering the power and cell phones going out. I agree. Now, cell phones going to be going out because you have too many people using it once. The power tripping. Yeah, I think it's early. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're so we'll realistic. Death. I know, but they're so realistic <laughs> in certain points that I hate to see some things stretch my belief. You know, I know. Well, we're just like I said, we're looking for, we're enjoying a lot of the fine details. Unfortunately, it exposes some other ones we want answer to. I don't think they can give us answers to every single one of them in a forty-something minute episode. Well, well I'll tell you what drives me crazy is these people are smart enough to give us those fine details and miss these other ones, which which makes me trust them. Not to miss these other, you know, minor things, but they take you out of it. Right. I got you. I got you. Well, I mean, I talked to a few people at work and three or four people, and they really enjoyed the episode. And I was like, well, what do you think about this? Or think about that? They never saw that. Never even crossed their mind or their eyes like that. Unfortunately, I think you and I are much more detail-oriented to a lot of other things. And I believe, unfortunately, that the reason this show broke... Walking Dead's opening episode numbers with 10 point something million viewers on its opening pilot. Um, and, you know, the Walking Dead only had five or six. You know, people love what they're seeing, love what they're going with. They, they're they true Walking Dead fans. And those little details aren't what the reason they watch it. They, you know, and so um, I think, unfortunately, that, you know, we're just, we're the small percentage there that, you know the little details are important, appealing to us. I just look for the little little details because I've got the Walking Dead to love. You know this show's new and different. The little details are what's going to make it great and to, for me to continue to watch it. You know, otherwise it's Walking Dead West, and that's not what we want. Yeah, I just like I'm a huge junkie for good television, good movies, and a lot of it's I want to be able to put myself in the character's position and would I react the same way and when I see something completely you know go off the rails of normal human reaction I just want to you know lose it on it can you say there's a character that is derailed from plausibility of how they've done things so far because in my mind I look at Travis Okay. I think Travis is the most I think normal. Travis, 
I think Travis has done right. He's trying to help a kid who's got problems. He's trying to get with his, you know a new woman. He's worried about his son. He wants to go save him. He ends up with his ex-wife to go find him. He's there to, to protect him. Yeah, he's leaving Madison, but yeah, that is his flesh and blood son. That is completely plausible. I would probably make same decisions, not knowing, considering in this era, in this world, I'm not a Walking Dead fan and know what's going on. In Madison... She has a son who could who they're trying to get out of Dodge because they know something's wrong, and makes the decision I need to go get pills for him because if I don't, then we, the car ride we won't make it, you know, and that's another problem. So that's a hard decision, but that's the one she had to make. Thus, she went there. Yeah, that was a plausible decision. She's doing the right thing, and so on. You know, Madison. Um, I'm sorry, Madison, but Alicia. Um, she's a teenager. She's looking for her boyfriend. Yeah, she doesn't want to leave him. Um, she decides to help her brother. Every character, in my mind, is doing what they should be doing based on what the show has created for them. The ones that don't are the ones that are dead. You know, Artie makes no sense how he gets bit in the back and we don't have a shambling zombie around or why would he be, he's a grown man. That like I don't, I don't get that. You know, if the school is dead empty, yeah, I know about being a principal and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're going to be at that school. You're going to check the place out. But you can lock it down, and you don't have to be there all day. Why would you be listening to an empty classroom? Why would those speakers? There's so many holes there, so that it makes sense. The, you know, the boyfriend, no dialogue, you know, no explanation of how he gets bid, and all this stuff. You know, I don't. there's not enough there to even criticize that he was not doing something plausible you know, but it's just not enough information. You know, the the drug the drug dealer Trenton or whatever it is, you know, that whole scenario, that all was plausible. I just don't see a twenty year old or twenty one year old, whatever he is that you know you kind of associate with that Nick is with, is at the point where um, I'm driving a Honda or a Dodge, whatever it is like that, and is to the point to pull a pistol out and kill someone over the worry of what he's talking to. Cop. Too young. He's not a He's not a baller or an OG or nothing like that to, to go ahead and shoot somebody and put them in the trunk. Full blow. You know what I mean? That right there, yeah, that was a stretch to me. But your major characters, their stories fit for me. I And I think that's the reason I'm enjoying the show is because they're reacting, I think, the way they should or it's plausible or close to as realistic as possible. Yeah, I, I really don't have a huge problem with any of them other than... I'd say Chris. He's my most annoying so far. And like you said, maybe you're not supposed to like him. I don't think we are. I think but that's from, the reason. But once again, from this point on, I don't want to hear about his angsty teenage garbage anymore. Well, there should be a wake-up call now, and everybody should be focused. For everybody. Everybody at this point should now be focused. Right. Now, your your barbershop owners, yeah, there's a riot outside, and we're going to wait it out. Chris, yeah, I saw someone get shot, but I don't understand why. Lisa is clueless. There's still only three people who know that a person becomes reanimated and attacks. Okay? I take that back. Four. Tobias now. So, and Tobias is not part of the group. So, that right there shows you that still, people still have to be educated and see for themselves to believe what's going to happen. So, this next episode is really going to have to set it home Okay, we have walkers now. We have zombies. We need to have reports. This is gonna. This is what's going down. It is time to fear the Walking Dead. Okay, but if the electricity goes down or is going down, you can't watch TVs. I hear Maybe you. Maybe car radios, but who's going to work? 
I still don't think it's real. I think it's a huge miss if we don't have reports of some type next episode that give people an avenue of fear. Yeah, I hope so. You know, so that's why I'm um, did you have any other feedback? I know we had several, but we picked to choose a few that were kind of on point that led to our discussion. Yeah, I kind of meant to talk about Melanie and Jacob, um, but their feedback, like Melanie was talking a lot about kind of the pace of this episode and how it kind of was anticlimactic. And Jacob, he hit on the fact that he wanted to see uh, Artie's head get smashed. With right, the they were looking for those details. You know, you talk about the pacing. Yeah, it, it might have been anticlimactic in some cinema spines like that, but I still think the pace was good because you're realistic. Like I said, we went through one whole day, and I wasn't bored with the episode, even though it was, like you say, anticlimactic. The entire episode, I was never bored. I was in, always in. I was always into it the entire time. I'm not bored. I've not been bored at all. Okay. I just look at it in a six episode span. That in six episodes, I think they thought the Artie thing was more than it was. I think they thought that was going to turn out to be more of a, you know, big splashy moment. And I think it could have been if they showed a gory, nasty death scene. Yeah. Okay. But instead, we got cold open, cut away from Matt. Don't show him. I think they should have showed him doing something nasty. And then Artie, then, I think they should have realized he can't do it anymore because he's just bit. Right, and then when you do get a shambling zombie and a cop gun it down, it's just it's another headshot through an eyeball that I just saw. So it's like I didn't get the excitement of I didn't get the zombie effect that I like, you know. And I right. feel like with six episodes, I would think that they would want to put a major hallmark in every episode because it's not that difficult with six episodes. Plus you think you probably kind of need it. So you separate yourself as your own show. Right. Especially with only six episodes. I mean, you know, you got fresh zombies, you know, you got hysteria, be creative. Before we kind of close this up. One thing I really, 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 really liked was right there at the end of the episode, right before his wife blows the candle out, there was this whole montage of scenes of different things going on before they wrapped the show. And, you know, the riots, Madison at the house at night and different things. And, the you know, all freaking. Did you notice the one where it had, it was, and I paused it to make sure I was right. It was Matt's house. The boyfriend, okay? There was a car pulled up. The trunk was open. Luggage was on the driveway. And the door was cracked open. And I was like, I looked at my wife and was like, boom, Matt. His parents came in. He bit them. They're toast. And I immediately got that from a one-second, two-second clip and so on. I have yet to hear anybody talk about it. It wasn't on any of the blogs or feeds like that and so on. Did you catch that? Honestly, I didn't. It must have been too quick for me. I don't have a DVR, so I didn't have a chance to rewind and pause it. So, no, excellent catch. But, once again, that could have been the big-ass cliffhanger. Was, Matt, are you home? You know. <laughs> Let go of your mother. Yeah. Neck gets tore out. You know. Yeah. Give me a violent scene. Give me Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Give yeah. me something... Give that guy some more screen time other than, okay, we never see him again. Yeah. Done. Toast. Yeah. 
I mean, does Alicia go back over there and check and find... Okay, are we going to see a Matt zombie? <laughs> I'm leaning towards no. I'm thinking not. Actually, I say no. I think... I think the Matt era has moved on. Oh, it's so sad. It is. Great you know, great actor, phenomenal unfortunately. I, said, I hate to say I think we won't see Tobias anymore. I know I just now I really think about it and where else can he pop up in a scenario without it being way too convenient again? Uh well it couldn't get much more convenient than what it was. Exactly. <laughs> so. so I don't know. Uh it's just one of those things, man. You know, still enjoy the show just little details here and there and i know we're gonna pick it to death but i still say i enjoyed it everything was implausible this is how i enjoyed how people were reacting to their, their stimulus around them so it was cool um i said we we're going to the preview and then uh, there's a little announcement amc made this week we'll talk about so guys if y'all didn't watch the preview and don't want to hear this part don't worry about it um we appreciate you. Um, guys, remember, we have a website. It's bleedtv.podbean.com. We have a Facebook account, Bleed TV. Um, we are at, at Bleed TV on Twitter. You can send us messages, talk at us, like that. Um, we also have Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail. If you want to send us an email, let us know what your thoughts about the show, uh, about, you know, Fear the Walking Dead, whatever. We'd love to put your feedback in. Uh, we usually try to pick several of them. Um, we had so much of the same this time. It was crazy, you know. So we picked some three ones that were kind of unique. Um, but we'd love to hear from you guys. And also, you know, if you got a minute, you know, hit us a subscribe. Uh, a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher really helps us and really makes us give us a chance to, you know, raise up in the search and results and get our our pod out there more. And so we would greatly appreciate it if you could. Uh, there's even some quick links on our Facebook page that you can hit, and it takes us right to the page, uh, and we would greatly appreciate it. Um, but other than that, we're going to get right to the preview. Um, boom. The preview opens up, and you see Chris look through the little slot of the um, the slide door in front of this barber shop, and you see this zombie with a hoodie and these creepy-ass eyes. Very and well was, done. And I was like, Yes. That's awesome. However, <laughs> why do I have to pick this part? There's people everywhere outside. Why is a zombie staring at Chris through this instead of going to live bait around you? Or is this a person who hasn't turned yet? If that, if this guy's a zombie, he ought to be just banging up against the metal door. Just bleh, bleh. Or how about that there's hundreds of people outside? Why is he not going after a fresh, visible easy smell target within 10 feet noisy moving target what he sees through a metal gate it doesn't make any sense yet I hope they've explained it it's about the scene not it's plausibility it's awesome to see a zombie looking back at you through this gate and it's scare the crap out of you because it's an awesome scene when I looked at the preview I was like yeah and then I was like well, wait a minute he's got fresh prey running around all around <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of good-looking brains running around you know, there. If he's looking through there and then he sees something, look at him, and you see those eyes, and then it turns and bites into somebody and tears their cheek off. Awesome, you know. Maybe we just don't. Maybe we only saw the clips of the eyes. Maybe that's all we saw. Maybe there's more to it. You know, I'm hoping for. 
they have some dialogue. What do we do now? And they just say, hey, we got to take a run for it. You know, you see him lift the gate and take off because the wall's getting hot. And uh, evidently there's a fire next door. And they're kind of cool. You see it bubbling the wallpaper. Yeah. Cool effect. Maybe you made me think of backdraft, you know, back in yeah. the day with Kurt Russell, you know. Um, it was awesome. Uh, and then it shows the scene where the power starts to fail. And um, the. The Nick and all like, uh, I think somebody's in here, you know, in the house and kind of tropey, but it's a good little drama set. And, you know, and then of course you see him taking the actual run for it and trying to get through the riot and all that stuff. You don't see really much with the troops or anything like stuff, but uh, it's definitely going to just continue the timeline. You know, we're going to pick right back up to her tonight and they're going to continue going down it. So it's almost like, 24, you know, day by day, you know, like kind of uh, let you know what the pace is. I like the idea. I think that's an awesome decision. Yeah, I, will, I wouldn't have been surprised to see like 7.03 p.m. <laughs> yeah. <you know>. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it, would been, it would have been fitting for this show. Yeah, it Not, really would have. It didn't yeah. even have to say anything, just kind of just a little clock at the bottom. Oh, yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, you could... You could run the, you know, like you say, you can say 72 hours of walkers, you know, and then here it is. Here, you know, whatever, for six episodes. <laughs> 73 AB, after yeah. bite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah, there you go. So, I mean, that thought, it's definitely letting you know the pace. It's going to, uh, my recollection is day by day. I'm digging it. I think it needs to be that way because if we got 15 episodes coming next week, then. Next year. Yeah, next year. True. Um, then they really might make it where it's day by day or a couple of days by time. And you don't get to the, the the Rick Coma awakening, you know. You don't yeah. have you don't have that situation. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm trying not to speculate too much. I just right. kind of be surprised. Right. So. Um, last thing, AMC did make an announcement that they were going to do like a little one-hour special or something. Uh zombies on the plane or walkers on the plane yeah. um there was even a part in the episode where like a plane goes by and nick looks at it for a little while that could be the plane could yeah. be somebody yeah i mean realistically i mean you got somebody who's bit he turns on the plane stewart's like you okay ah! you get a bit there and then you got two of them then a third one and before you know it you got they say that a character on this plane special will end up being a character for fear of the walking dead okay uh, so that does mean the plane lands okay, I guess, and not a fireball of death, you know. <laughs> or <laughs> how fast are these zombies turning? What is this? A flight from Australia? I mean, sixteen-hour flight. Hey, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man, this sucks. I can see a guy wearing his little night mask, you know, trying to sleep, and then he gets his throat bit out, you know, because you didn't expect anything. You're passed out. We better but, see some. We better see some gory violence soon. But that we're, guy, we're he won't. He won't turn for several hours. Even if you get your throat bit out, you know, so I'm just like, this better not be a, you know, Tulsa to LA flight because that ain't long enough. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, no, no. (laughs) But, you know, hey, that's, they've announced it. But whatever. I'll take a cool little intro. Guess what? We'll be watching it. Yeah. So, you know, when it happens, we'll, we'll pot on it too, just to let you guys know. And so on. So, but, bro, I think we're done. Yeah, let's get out of here. Guys. Love it. Appreciate y'all listening. Continue listening. Tell your friends. Hit us up with a review. Really appreciate all y'all. Um, but as that, we're calling it a night, man. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And we're out.
Civilization ends. It ends fast. <laughs>